and welcome to the Human and Machine podcast. My name is Jakob Marquardt. Um, I'm here with my co-host Lenny. Lenny, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Um, if this is your first time listening to the Human and Machine podcast, um, Lenny and I are not professional podcasts by any means, but we've had a great response to, to our previous episodes. We, of course, cover everything in the industrial automation and industrial technology space in South Africa. Um, if you missed our previous podcast, we spoke with Wilhelm Swart. Wilhelm Swart is with Blue SP and the Foresight Group. And Wilhelm uh, took us through his experience and some of the wisdom that he has to share around digital transformation, uh, the approach to digital transformation, some really practical, practical insights, Lenny, I think, on, on how to get going on that journey of, of digital transformation. So that was our, our previous uh, episode with Wilhelm. If you missed that, make sure to, to listen to that one. That was, that was a good yeah, I think he, he, dumb, he debunked a little bit of the myths around digital transformation and, and what people can, can perceive by doing a digital transformation strategy or project. Uh, and again, Yaku, as per my, my love for this podcast, is taking it back to the business value. Um, and again, it was prevalent in that call that digital transformation also needs to be, again, coupled with a random sense that you know, that's going to get a return on. So yeah, I, I love I love that podcast. Um, just debunking a little bit of the myths. That's not something you buy in a box. You yeah. install. As as uh, Katisa from Kellogg's pointed yeah, exactly. out, people try and sell them uh, IoT in a box. IoT yeah. in a box. So yeah, that was that was great. Cool. So that was last week's episode. This week we super excited um, to host our second or third third only international guest. Um, we, we're definitely going global with us for the podcast. All, all our thousands of listeners. No, no, we're up to a couple of hundred now. Um, again, thank you for the support and the suggestions and and, and the DMs. We're really excited today. Uh, we've we've spoken a lot about inductive automation um, and ignition specifically. Uh, if you're not familiar, inductive automation uh, out of Folsom in, in California in the U.S. creates industrial software that empowers organizations to really swiftly turn great ideas into reality by removing all the traditional, I suppose, Lenny, mm. uh, technology and economic obstacles um, typically associated with, with these tech, uh, tech offerings. Um, and what they've done is cross-pollinating IT with SCADA technology Created Ignition, uh, how many years ago? That's, that's 13? 13 years, 13 yeah, years yeah. ago, yeah. Um, we might be wrong on that one. As the first universal industrial application platform with unlimited potential. Um, and Ignition really empowers industrial organizations around the world in virtually every industry with this outstanding software platform. And very exciting now here in South Africa as well. Um, now, IA's objective was not to just improve existing technologies, but to introduce disruptive tech uh, and business model as well, with the potential to fundamentally change the industrial software market. And today we're very excited to speak with Colby Clegg. Colby is the VP of technology uh, at Inductive Automation. Uh, Colby's been with Inductive Automation since the company's formation, uh, really since the, the beginning and the genesis in the early days, um, and is one of the original designers of, of Ignition. Colby, welcome to the Human and Machine podcast, and, and thank you for the very early morning start on your side. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So you, you, you've been with, with I since the beginning, um, and, but what was, what was your start and introduction into this? We call it the, very jokingly sometimes, we call it the sexy industry of industrial automation <laughs> in South Africa. What was your start in, in this industry that we love, and, and what was your journey? 
uh, well, yeah, it's a, it was a, a bit of a blind start, I'd say, because, uh, you know, out here or in the world I was in, uh, I really had no, no knowledge of it whatsoever. So what happened was I was um, getting towards the end of my time at the university here uh, near Sacramento, University of California, Davis. And um, in my computer, I was studying computer science and um, in my circle there, there were, um, uh, there was a guy who, who kind of at the end of the year was recruiting for like college for like summer help for for a company he worked for, okay. and so he he was kind of a mutual friend of mine and um, and he you know asked me if I was looking for a summer job I said sure, and so he took me out to a, a small office out in Sacramento and I was put to task on working on the website for the day, at the end <laughs> of the day um, <laughs> yeah so at the end of the day uh, the owner of the company came in and that's Steve Heckman that you all will know about now as our uh, CEO. Yeah. Um, and, and so I met Steve at that, at that time. And so I just, you know, I had no idea what the company did. I was just working on the website, uh, making it look a little better. And so I got to talking to them about what they did and, and, you know, they were a, a systems integrator. So they were doing a lot of work in the, in the Sacramento region for food and beverage companies, uh, the wineries out in Napa bottling lines and so on. And, um, yeah, so I thought it was interesting. And basically within an hour, he started explaining to me his ideas, some ideas for some software that he had. You know, he had been working as an integrator for, he had owned Calmetrics at that point for about 15 years. And he had some very, very specific ideas of things that he thought could help his business. And so by the end of the day, you know, I, I basically just told him, you know, that's way more interesting to me than the website. So, you know, maybe, maybe I can help. And that, that was really the start of it. So, it just kind of went from there. And, um, and so, um, you know, yeah, I, I went into a world I completely didn't know. It took about two weeks to get kind of oriented into what we were doing, but uh, you know, the fundamentals were pretty straightforward, collecting data, putting it into databases, so on and so forth, but apparently pretty revolutionary for, <laughs> for the industry yeah, we were in. Absolutely. Evidently so. Hey, Colby, did you, did you get your, your teeth sharpened a bit in the SI world as well? Uh, or did you just start, uh, on the software side, or did you actually do some some system integrator projects uh, in your early days as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, within a very short amount of time, I got a few other friends recruited um, that are all still, you know, there's you know, Carl Gould was my uh, he and I served as co-director of software engineering for a long time, and, and Travis Cox was another good friend of mine from college and beyond. And so basically, we all came together, and for the first few years, the software was really for the purpose of of helping. The integration business and so we were definitely out there doing projects we did um we did we did a number of projects uh, all over the region and a, a big project down in san diego um and and all over the place and so that was a really important period of time for us um you know that's why i we like to you know we, we, we talk about our integra integrator roots a lot and then we get, well, I'm, it'll come up a lot, I'm sure in this conversation because it's really yeah. affected how we run our business. But then for us personally, you know, um, understanding what people are going through, you know, remembering what it's like to be called at 3 a.m. and have to go out and figure out what's going on. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it, it, it was an important experience to have for sure. Absolutely. Those, those are the folks that really need support because to your point that that is an absolute reality for them. Always on call, always on standby. And it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a world that's, that's less glamorous and, and maybe a lot of people are not familiar with what it looks like behind the scenes. Um, and 
just looking at, uh, I mean, looking back at, at, at the last few years um, from, from the early days of starting out right in the beginning, looking at the incredible growth that IA has had over the last few years specifically, um, I think officially one of the fastest growing uh, SCADA and, and IoT <clears throat> technologies in the world, globally um, at least. Um, looking back at those early days now, um, the vision was quite was quite uh, a specific one to create the new SCADA um, and the vision was quite specific as well to help system integrators deliver their best and make the world the life easier for them. Looking back at those early days now to where you are today, um, any, any sort of anecdotes that you can share from those early days, any sort of, uh, sort of struggles and small victories, we, we're thinking about it now, it's almost unreal that that was a challenge at the time. Uh, looking at where you are now as a, as a global business? Well, yeah, the, the, the first thing that comes to mind is <laughs> the almost uh, near ridicule we got for, you know, offering a new skater product to the market. I remember the very first trade show we went to, you know, right off the bat, somebody was like, okay, like, why does the world need another <laughs> skater product, another HMI, you know, software platform? And, and I can totally get that because at the time, and that was maybe what, I don't know, 2005 or six or so, um, there were a lot of products, there were a lot of them. And, um, but you know, the thing was, as Steve likes to say, if a single one of those products had served, you know, anywhere close to what he needed, he wouldn't have started a software company. He, you know, he was an integrator for, for 15 years. So it wasn't like he, you know, just woke up one day and said, okay, now's the time to start a, a skater company. Um, and so, you know, that first kind of skepticism and then the fact that we operate in an environment, um, the industrial automation space that requires, there's really a, a level of trust that you have to have, that they have to have in you and that takes time, you know? So for the first five years, it was really just working very hard to find the people, the early adopters who we could get on board and then build up that trust uh, that would serve us for the, the broader market. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, though, the answer to that question of why do we need another one is just because uh, there, there was just really nothing out there that was letting us do what we needed to do as integrators. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think for those for those folks that are familiar with uh, your story or the IA story and Ignition specifically, they've probably heard about the four pillars. Um, and I think, uh, you know, anybody that, that's, for example, read, uh, read Steve's um, story or history, at least, you know, they would know about the four pillars. If you, if you can maybe give us an idea of what those are, because I think those are very, very significant around what you've just spoken through, what those four pillars are that shape the vision and the significance. Yeah, absolutely. We, we <clears throat> Steve worked really hard early on to kind of establish the uh, foundation of, of, you know, how we would look at our, our business and our approach to the market. And so these four pillars were just different cornerstones that he identified as important. So we have uh, what we call the new technology model, which is to say um, technology based on uh, openness and interoperability um, technology that, that gives, you know, more access to data and, um, and, you know, supports, you know, for example, you know, cross-platform support was really important to, to give the, the, the greatest amount of ex, uh, exposure to, to different platforms and accessibility. Then we have the new licensing model, which is you know, a different way about going about selling licenses compared to what was going on at the time. Yeah. You know, all the vendors have been um, 
had gotten to a point where they were charging for, you know, virtually every dynamic they could, the number of clients, the number of tags, the amount of data, uh, so on and so forth. And so it was like, you couldn't do anything without going back to, you know, the purchasing agent and the, you know, your yeah. salesperson and trying to, to yeah. get another, uh, you know, PO cut and whatnot. Um, so we wanted to do a different, a different model that, that was unlimited, you know, very simple pricing, pay by the server, do as much as you can with it, basically. Yeah. Um, the third pillar would be the new business model, which is, you know, again, uh, focused on delivering value and customer experience and, and not really putting a, a primary focus on our, you know, corporate valuation, for example. Um, we really chose to do a, you know, bootstrapped approach to, to growing um, organic growth. And we've worked continuously to keep our business structure very streamlined, you know, so we, we do virtually everything out of our office in Folsom. Now we're all remote around the Folsom area. But the point is, is that our dev QA support sales, all of that, we all work together in, in our in our one office. And then finally, uh, the new ethical model, which is, um, you know, that's a little bit, it's a more vague term, but it's about how we um, see our long-term relationship with the industry. Yeah. And again, the goal of the foundation is to deliver, you know, real value uh, to the industry and, you know, try not to focus on, on hype and uh, really to build a company that, cu you know, customers can trust, uh, you know, hopefully for long, very long term, you know? Yeah, exactly. I almost want to, what you've just mentioned now, I, I, I'm not quite sure what to label it. I almost want to call it conscious capitalism, I suppose. I, I think your, your, as a business, your business ethics are really, really guided by a higher loyalty to the community. Um, you know, that's something that's, that, that's almost comes across, you know, just the, the, the dealings with, with I and the culture, um, that there's definitely a higher loyalty to the community and the overall, overall objectives of, of the community. Um, rather than the pursuit of profits. Um, and, and I think dedicated to, to reinventing the industry for the long term is something that definitely comes across from, uh, from, from the early days and not selling out for your own gain. Um, and that's quite, that's quite unique, I think, and I, it's quite sincere and quite authentic. Um, and this was obviously a starting fundamental. Um, this obviously hasn't changed for you guys. Uh, do you feel that that has served you well? And, and do you feel that that was a big, a big part of the, the loyalty, I suppose you can almost call it that, that you have received from uh, the community and, and the system integrated community specifically? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you asked about another, you know, anecdotes or, or milestones and, you know, a big one for us was the first time we held uh, our ICC, our Ignition Community Conference, you know, yeah. We, we thought for years about doing a conference, but we weren't sure if anyone would show up. But finally, <laughs> we, decided, we finally decided, well, whatever, we'll, we'll throw it. We'll do one. And we didn't know what to call it. It should be a user's conference or, or whatever. But we, we thought the, the term community conference had a nice ring to it. And so um, we organized it, you know, set it up. And the first day, I think, was supposed to be registration. People were just supposed to show up and get their badges and, and go back to the hotels or whatever. But... Uh, you know, by 8 p.m., everyone was still there and the hall was packed and there was just such an incredible energy. And that's where we realized that, um, 
you know, we really did have this incredible community around us. Um, and so it definitely has served us well. Um, we, you know, have formed really terrific relationships with uh, integrators and users, just, in, uh, you know, engineers and users of our software who, that, that have pulled us into all of these different industries. You know, you talk about it being used in virtually every industry around the world, and that's true, and it's really incredible. And it comes a lot, you know, we could never have done that on our own. It comes from, from you know, planting these seeds and, and building these relationships and then seeing the way they grow over years, you know? Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't experienced ICC. I'm actually looking at, at Lenny across the table here. He's wearing his ICC 2019 shirt. And all I've heard is just incredible stories of, uh, about the ICC. Yeah, no, definitely. I can, I can vouch for that. It's, it literally, you do get that sense of community as soon as you, as you, as you enter an ICC event. Um, Everybody is open to one another. You really get that sense of, of this early adopters, as what Coldy talked about, and sharing their stories. Um, and I think, Colby, I mean, you mentioned that it took about, you know, it took a long time to get this ecosystem and partners on board. Um, and, and it's one of inductive automation's philosophies is this whole ecosystem of partners, this ecosystem of a community, the sense that I belong to this greater good that is inductive automation. But surely you guys probably had some, some rough time in the beginning. I mean, a software company born out of a system integrator kind of environment. Um, now you need to get other system integrators on board to, to gain their trust and to, to start leveraging that, that um, partnerships. I presume it was very hard work to get that run, to get that right, to break that perception. And that this is technically completely different company. We now are doing software um, yeah. and to gain the trust of, of different SIs. Um, obviously this is super important uh, to build these ecosystems and partnerships. Uh, has that, how has that evolved and changed over the past few few years? Yeah, it was it was a lot of work and it was an important, you know, thing to pull off in the right way in the sense that we, we started as an integration company, but then we had to form the software company because of course, you know, customers, you know, they don't want to be locked into one integrator. So we couldn't be perceived as just being software from an integrator. And then as that evolves, the software starts to stand on its own. We, we were very conscious that we didn't want to compete with the people we were trying to sell to or be perceived to compete with them. And so eventually the integration company was closed. And so then going forward, um, you know, building those relationships and, and that ecosystem, um, we, you know, up until like, you know, up to the more modern times, it really comes out of um, the approach to the industry and then the software itself. And so having uh, with Ignition a platform that is uh, modular and scalable and, and can run on all, all these different platforms, can scale up or down, kind of was a very you know, fortunate bit of luck as we got into, these, you know, into the IIoT area, uh, era, let's say, where, um, you know, now you can take one piece of software and use it, you know, on the edge to collect data at the plant level to run the, you know, to do, you know, supervisory control there and then up to the enterprise level to do, you know, higher level functions. And so um, we've formed partnerships in basically all those different areas. Um, in, in, for example, our strategic 
partner program that we have where, um, you know, our choice to make Ignition an open platform that anybody could build on led us down the route where we, we, we found a few companies that were doing, were doing some really great things in areas we didn't know anything about. And so we have two of them right now. We have, you know, Cephasoft and Cirruslink. Cephasoft doing uh, MES software and then Cirruslink doing uh, kind of the other side of the spectrum with their IIoT modules. And um, so that's one example of how, how the, the, the approach evolved over time. Mm. And, um, and then of course, as it's very relevant to, to you guys uh, from the, the, the business point of view, starting to reach out and um, form distributorship relationships and, and, and finding companies that can help take us into to markets more fully, more substantially in uh, different parts of the world yeah. is a continued evolution. Yeah, I wanted to to ask about that. Obviously, you've you've had incredible success um, building a, a a community or an ecosystem with with system integrators, and that served you very well. And over the, I think you've appointed over the past two years, you've appointed four regional distributors, including Element Eight here in South Africa. Um, that, that's quite a different model to what you have been building and what you you've you've led with. Um, what can customers expect and, and what, what are some of the, maybe just very briefly, two or three reasons why, um, you know, you, you've, you've elected to appoint distributors all over the world, basically. Yeah, we, and this is something that we, we held out on for a long time. I think most people who think about, you know, building a business, building a software company, your first thought is like, well, of course, we want to get it out to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible. And, and obviously distributors are a, a, a way traditionally to do that. Um, our approach, you know, going off of that kind of organic growth start, we wanted to basically really build our brand and build our name in the market as, as well as we could. But then it became, it got to a point where, you know, it's clear that, you know, from one office, we can't interact you know, with everyone in the world with the same level of efficiency, obviously somebody on the other side of the world, um, you know, they're very inconvenienced to have to wait till a certain time of the day to call us or, or whatnot. And, uh, and stuff like that, of course. And, and, and on top of it, um, it became clear that we could find companies that, you know, wouldn't just be, you know, resellers, but that we could really uh, trust to, you know, represent us and carry on our message uh, more fully into those markets. And so that's really where I think we're, we're focused with the program. Yeah. Um, trying to, you know, find, and that's why uh, our, the distributors that we have so far all, you know, they come from, you know, companies that have worked with this for a number of years really. Yeah. And um, so I think that's, that's probably the most important part of it. Yeah. No, I'm just, now, now you mentioned you mentioned getting the software to as many people as possible, and um, obviously one way to to do that is to to give some free stuff away. And, and um, you guys quite like doing that with with the new release of Homemaker, which is a free version that you can use for for your, for yeah, your own kind of a lot of excitement around Homemaker. We, we've we've had a few calls around on that one. Um, so that so that's great. And and obviously one other thing that you guys did was. Um, you were one of the first industrial automation companies to offer complete free, pretty much free training. I mean, the, the video-based platform, the inductive university for, for the listeners. Um, if you haven't registered and done it, please do. It's an absolute crackerjack of 600 videos that you can go through and, and learn all the functionalities of the, of the 
we scatter platform. Um, but obviously that's, that's for free. It's for free for people to register. It's for free to, to go into. Um, obviously, again, there was probably some strategic um, importance to that. Um, at a time where traditionally training was just offered or paid for service. Yeah, for many, for many it was a, it's quite, a, quite an important revenue stream and you guys decided to disrupt that um, entirely and offer this free platform, which is really intuitive and really easy. Um, that was quite bold at the time. I, I suppose so, yeah. It, it's uh, <laughs> sometimes the best... Decisions are made by mistake, I guess. <laughs> what, we could, what we could get out of it. Um, for us, it was very pragmatic. I mean, like I like I said, we we worked very hard to to be lean, and so you know, uh, basically, the you know the best way to sell. Uh, let's put it like this: you know, people who are proficient with the software are going to buy more and do better projects, which will lead to better reputation, and other people who buy more. And so, our our thought was if we can you know, help people become proficient. Um, it's going to help, you know, take the load off of support. It's going to help our sales process. It's going to help, uh, you know, we do, we do have a training department, of course, that creates material and they also offer in-person training, but, you know, it keeps us from having to scale up all three of those departments uh, linearly in order to continue to reach more and more people. So that was really, that was really all there was to it is just a recognition that it's, it's, you know, I think in the long run beneficial for us to have, to have a customer base that's very, you know, knowledgeable and proficient. Yeah, definitely. And it's, and it's definitely served, I would imagine it's definitely served you well over the past few weeks and months. We've, we've seen here in South Africa, we've had uh, a set of lockdown due to the pandemic. I think we, we were on 130 plus days uh, before we reached the relaxed level two that we're in now. And, and this really was an, an incredible opportunity for folks at home with, with you know, just some extra time uh, and, uh, and extra freedom to do it, to join, jump on the platform, uh, work their way through their modules. Like I said, it's really intuitive and easy to work through the modules and the videos. Uh, and we've definitely seen a surge in uh, registrations conducted to the university, as well as just the number of actual credentials and, and uh, credentialed and certified folks over the last few weeks and months. And if it wasn't for that platform, that, that definitely wouldn't have been the case. So we, and we see others doing that now, um, uh, only now, in, in creating those platforms to make it easier to, to, to get the learning done from home. So definitely bold yeah. at the time, and maybe by mistake, but it's, it's been <laughs> incredibly well received, um, and, and we've had only good experience with it. I think Lenny's a little bit further than me. I'm, I'm only around 13% of my, <laughs> of my online learning, so I'm a little bit behind, but I know the, the rest of us in the office, uh, the guys are really embracing it, and they, they're getting towards that 100%. Yeah, it's really been, it, it has been successful, and it's been very fulfilling for us. I mean, really, uh, we've heard, you know, numerous cases now of, uh, people um, who come across it usually they're still at university or, or studying but um, it could be anybody and they come across it and they go through it they get the credential and then they use that it's kind of an entry point to the industrial automation world and they go they go out to some companies and say hey I've got the certification and, and it means something and so and to see that today coming from where we started with it where that would have you know maybe been a a, a dream but hard to fathom it's really incredible and uh, yeah maker edition um is another thing that we you know it it 
I think it had, you know, good timing in the sense that, you know, with people stuck at home and, and, and or stuck isolated, it's a nice, it's a nice thing to offer. We've been working on it for a little bit before that. So it wasn't really on purpose, but uh, just, it just continues the philosophy. Yeah, I put it to ask, was that a, was that a well-calculated mistake or not? Or, but <laughs> obviously not. There's been some great thought into that. And that, again, great free, free version of Ignition. Um, what, what, what is the, um, maybe give us a, a quick overview. Um, so obviously, um, Homemaker Edition or Maker Edition is, is, a, is, a, is a, I wouldn't say at all watered down version. There's obviously some some capabilities around the amount of tags that you can access, and it's for personal use. And it's for personal use, obviously, yeah. for non-commercial use. But but pretty much you can have a full-fledged um, ignition solution or scatter solution that you can use for home automation potentially at your fingertips at at home. Um, obviously, that's probably not the the only thing was to get hobbyists in, included into the the, the community. And Colby, uh, that's that, that's a game. That's quite a. I mean, as far as technology roadmaps go, for you know, for a for you folks like a, like a business that I, that that's something quite unusual to have on the roadmap and to release. Yeah, maybe it it, it uh, to us it made perfect sense. It's the kind of stuff we like to do. It it, it really, you know, we, and we wanted to keep it as unlimited as possible. In fact, um, I think a few people inside the company weren't even happy with the restrictions we did put on it. But, <laughs> um, but you know, it's 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 just. Again, I mean, we take a long-term vision. We want our user base to be engaged and proficient and knowledgeable. And so, I mean, my, my, my take on it, I keep saying, you know, it's like, I mean, honestly, which, what system integrator is going to go recommend a different product when their house is running on ignition, right? Exactly. So um, it's just about building engagement. It's almost, almost a no-brainer, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, what a great talking point as well, just to, just to break the ice, very often just to break the ice and, and uh, get some conversation going around tech. It's a really good conversa conversation starter. So that's the maker edition. Um, well, and if I could say one more thing about it, it, just, it does tie into the university and going off what I said about, about um, kind of building and attracting the next generation of talent into the industry because um you know now people can show up for a job interview not just with the certification but with an actual portfolio a project or something that they've built in the software that's been running and, and can show what they can do and so it's it's part of that educational ecosystem as well definitely yeah we we've seen just on the on the inductive university on iu we've seen a number of students that have registered over the past few months since we you know, we've been promoting a, a, a little bit on our platforms and some of the conversations that we've had. And we've seen a number of students that have signed up for it, both, both in sort of secondary schooling, high schooling, as well as, as university or uni or, or college kind of level. Uh, so we'll, we'll be sure to, to share the link with uh, for I, uh, Inductive University afterwards as part of the podcast description as well. And, and I agree. I think at the point of making it available and accessible to a broader audience, um, uh, that's definitely empowering, and I think that definitely does serve this community and this industry that we love a lot more. Um, and it's being helpful, um, and and it's just you know empowering folks a little bit more um, than 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 what we have been. So I love that. I love both of those initiatives. Yeah, I, I love the idea that we are now also almost disrupting the job market. So you know when we look at when you employ an engineer. Typical kind of process. You've we had the conversation your, this morning with one of the system integrators. Yeah, you know, you've got your standard little CV, you come for an interview, you talk about the stuff. 
um, it's almost like we're becoming architects. You know, when, when you apply for an architect job, you take your whole portfolio of all your, your drawings and your past projects and everything with you in a, in a massive case and you lay it on the table. What a great way to get your feet up in the job chain by showing them a live actual project, ripping out your phone. Here's my solution I've built on, on Maker Edition. I think it's a great way to help people in the job industry as well, definitely. Yeah, I love that. Um, mistake or not, I, I think both of those were, were uh, the, the notion and the narrative serving us behind both of those has been really, really well received. Uh, I, I quickly want to ask, you mentioned the ICC, obviously this year the ICC is a virtual event. Uh, I'm quite bummed a few of us were actually looking at, uh, at attending this year. Um, by no means will it be less valuable, it's just shifted to a virtual event. Do you maybe want us to give us a, a quick one minute summary of what we can expect at uh, this year's virtual ICC? Yeah, it is a very different event this year. Um, it's uh, going to be mostly on uh, September 15th, we're doing uh, a keynote video and then um, we'll be doing our, a form of our uh, ever popular, what we call the developer panel where Carl and I go on stage and let people throw tomatoes at us. Um, <laughs> but, and then there's a, a variety of, 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 of sessions that are being done in video form. So really it's a condensed kind of video format, much more on demand and importantly, completely free this year. We wanted to open it up uh, to as many people as we as we could. So so very different event. Um, we're going to miss the real event. Uh, I can definitely say you know getting everyone together, like Lenny said, the 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 experience there is really going to be impossible to match online. But I think we can offer something that hopefully is is valuable in a different way, uh, with a lot of great sessions and a lot of uh, you know videos by partners uh, like the distributors and and uh, our, our different partner channels as well. Yeah. We'll definitely share the, the highlights of, of the virtual ICC in the description for, for this episode as well. If you, if you are listening and um, you, you do want to get some valuable insights, that's definitely one not to miss. And that's going live on the 15th of September. Colby, right. um, I want to talk, um, we haven't spoken any tech. Um, that's usually the, the main theme for, um, for every one of the, the podcasts that we do is, is tech. We, we, we love talking about tech. We love talking about some sort of trends um, that we've seen globally. Um, on, the, on the tech side, as far as Ignition um, is concerned, um, I, I wanted to get maybe a view from you in terms of uh, what, what is next. Any, any specific um, sort of trends and um, uh, enabling kind of features that you are potentially looking at we, we spoke with, with Ola Nipper. We, we were lucky enough to, to host him on the podcast a few weeks ago. And we spoke a little bit about MQTT and, mm -hmm. uh, and Sparkplug and everything that's evolving in that space and the adoption towards cloud. Um, anything that you can share specifically that you, you guys are working on the roadmap right now that is potentially a pivotal moment or shift or, or, or significant that, you, that you're comfortable talking about? Uh, well, sure. First, I have to say that I can't really, I can't really stand up to Arlen in terms of uh, uh, compelling uh, uh, people, uh, you know, describing the, the, the environment we're in. I, I would highly recommend if anybody hadn't, hadn't listened to that podcast, you should, because Arlen's just wonderful to listen to. Yes, uh, from, yeah. <laughs> from our point of view, from, from, the, from the Ignition Core point of view, what I can say is it, 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 I, I see it as a continuation of a road we've been on 
for a little while. Um, the whole layering on of IIoT, Industry 4.0, and so on, um, you know, seems new over the last few years, but really is a, a synthesis of, of things that have been in the, in, in the works for a while. And so um, one of the things I like to talk about a lot in terms of where, you know, our goal for ignition, where it goes, is, is that I think there was a real perception initially that, you know, these new paradigms meant that you just shoot data from the edge up and then do something with it up there. Yeah. And that's not really the way that I see it or that we've seen it. We see that, you know, the data has value at every level, um, several levels up the chain from the plant floor up to the enterprise and, you know, layer. And so ignition with its modularity, with its, its flexibility, um, can act at each one of those layers and can take that data and make it valuable at that layer and then help it go on to the next layer and, and, and you know, have its value there. So, so what that means practically is that you know, over the last few years, we've introduced a lot of features to basically help you to scale and manage ignition instances at every level yeah. and to make that a reality. And that has been very, um, beneficial to to our user base and to us as a company so a lot of a lot of you know those features the the gateway network uh you know mqtt um the the enterprise administration module for example these are things that that work together to help move data around and, and let you manage ignitions at different in different places and that has opened up a lot of incredible architectures that companies have been building and has led to a lot of more enterprise level adoption hmm. and so I definitely see that continuing and I see it continuing into the space of, of um, you know, leveraging the incredible computational power of the cloud and, and a lot of the services that are up there and, and basically starting to work that back down. So we've been pushing data up, we've been, been using data at different levels and now we want to take some of that, that power and bring it back down to make, uh, you know, smarter decisions and to make real impact on, on the processes running down the, at the edge. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think there was a there was a webinar that I think Travis did. Um, it, it was just as as the COVID pandemic um, struck, and it was about you know six six I think they call it the six steps of of digital transformation. I think was was the topic, where they literally showed how quick and how easy it is, you know, just to to use the EAM module. Uh, to get communication from your site into a cloud-hosted solution and make that data available um, for people sitting at home now that need that data to still manage their plants uh, and do their operational duties every day. And I think that goes back way to the, the beginning of the conversation where, you know, the ignition software is definitely fun um, mm -hmm. and it is definitely uh, the, the way that you guys have tried to make it as easy to get going and to easy to get value out of it is, is absolutely great. And if you watch that webinar, you will definitely see how quick and how easy it was to get, you know, something that people might think, oh, cloud technology, how, how super do I make complicated, super complicated, not it's not flexible, yeah. I need to get IT involved, it's going to be a massive struggle. Um, see if you can get that recording. It really shows how securely and how quickly this can be done in, in this, and with, the, with the platform. And I think that's yeah. great. I think that was one of your core principles that, that really does permeate through through IA is that ignition must make industrial integration fun, 
easy and of course it must be must be cost effective and disruptive as well i think that's something that you've has almost been your your motto since day one uh, well actually yeah the easy fun and affordable mantra as it is is yeah. it's fairly recent but it, it does encapsulate uh the core values since the beginning yeah that was we're always trying to you know figure out uh, steve loves to try to to you know come up with you know, the most effective way possible to both describe what we do. That's where the news data comes from. And then also, you know, how we should think about it as a company. And so easy, fun, and affordable uh, is, you know, he, he brought that up one day. We're like, well, okay, that's obvious. But then we got, started, started using it and started thinking about it. And it's amazing how many questions that will answer. We're like, oh, should we do this? Well, is it easy, fun, affordable? Sure. And so, yeah, yeah. that, that is, you know, it sounds, it sounds simple, but it, uh, it's important, you know, um, like you said, they're the easy part. I mean, it's it, everything we do pragmatic towards the integration uh, element where you just need to get things to work. You need to make show value to the customer uh, as quickly as possible. And then fun, of course, is is that, you know, when you are able to say yes, when you're able to deliver things, when you're able to, you know, over deliver to customers, it, it, it is fun for an engineer, you know, and then then affordable is self-explanatory, but um, yeah. Cool. Um, I wanted to Lenny, anything on the? I mean, you've uh, on on the on the sort of call it the tech side. Um, I know we've we've been speaking about industry 4.0 a lot, smart manufacturing, the ro the role of SCADA and all of that, um, and how cloud cloud is defining and enabling this this future. And data is really about empowering us to the data. Any. Any sort of tech questions or any anything else for uh, Colby that looking at the past few episodes, some of the conversations we've had? Um, I might just want to ask him if he can share um, anything that they're going to release maybe in the future a little bit. Oh, he's going to do a little bit of a reference <laughs> for us um, on, on what know. we can look out for that's going to even make it more fun and easy to do. Um, so Colby, I don't know if you're in the, in the position to potentially um, provide us with some, some new stuff that's coming on the horizon. Um, I know the ICC event, you guys are going to talk a little bit about yeah. 8.1. Um, I know the backnet, backnet driver was just released. The backnet driver was just released as well for, for the building automation space. Uh, Colby, anything else that you might be able to share with us? Uh, yeah, I mean, so in um, at the ICC on the 15th, we'll be talking about 8.1. And so 8.1 is, is basically if, the, the way we've done our versions for a long time now is we'll do a big new release in a in an even version. Um, I guess first I should say that to us that that second number is it tends to be a little bit more major than for most companies. So you know, in the seven series we had you know seven five, seven six, seven seven. Those were all major releases. Um, and then so what we'll do is we'll, we'll release something big in the even version, and then the odd one will come back and you know we focus on refinement. It'll be what we call a long-term support version where we provide important fixes and, and updates for a period of five years after release. And so that's really just, um, that kind of becomes the, the, the milestone for, for uh, the more conservative customers, the customers who don't like to update all the time, so on and so forth. And so we're introducing a number of, we have a, a number of great features though, even still, things that, uh, especially as it pertains to perspective, really kind of build out the portfolio there of, of functionality. And so since it's so close, I wouldn't want to spoil the surprise, but it, it's, you know, we'll be talking about that a lot. Um, 
in in the longer term, in, in terms of going forward, um, 8.2, uh, we're going to be focusing on a lot of enterprise level functionality, a lot of, um, I think, interesting, you know, improvements to deployment, deployment flexibility. So, you know, one of the things that Maker did, um, you know, we, I don't know if we hyped this very much, um, you know, Maker introduces a completely new licensing scheme that is uh, compatible with um, like Docker environments, for example, virtualized environments, it has better support for that. So hosted environments that is. Yeah. And so we have a lot we can do with that in terms of enabling new deployment uh, scenarios that we, we didn't support very well before. So um, cloud deployments and in horizontal scalability and so on. So we'll have a lot of interesting things in that, in that area over the next, um, you know, six to 18 months. Fantastic. Um, also, and, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I forgot to mention also part of the, the ICC um, agenda is Clover for our South African, obviously our South African audience. Um, Clover here in South Africa will, will one of those sessions is from Francois and Dion uh, from Clover specifically. They're going to talk through some of their um, experience with Ignition, some of the selection criteria that they had um, and just some of the the benefits and, and some of the challenges they were able to overcome with uh, with the recent project that they've done here in South Africa. So that's that's definitely a highlight for our South African uh, listeners as, as as part of the ICC as well. Great, okay, cool. Thanks, Colby. I'll, um, I'll get our listeners to register for ICC, and then they can get the full lowdown on on eight point one. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah it's, cool. it's it's always interesting when you try and build up on the on the hype of a of a specific day like the 15th of september and you don't want to take away any of the of the excitement in the and the launch there well i'll say we're not we're not trying to hold back too many secrets this time but uh you know i do have we do have uh quite a bit to explain so i don't want to take up another hour with all of the details for you <laughs> cool. No, we're looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, it's definitely going to be uh, a valuable event for us. And we, you know, time zone differences apart, we, we want to make sure that we get some, uh, some of our community onto, onto that session as well. So we're looking forward to it. Well, that's a, it's worth pointing out. We're doing a lot of the videos, even the keynote on demand. So we're not, we're not forcing people to, to, to stay up in the middle of the night to live stream it, but. Definitely. No, we'll, we'll, we'll be sure to share the details of that. Um, Colby, thank you very much. I know it's, uh, as, as the VP of technology, I'm sure you have a million other things you could be doing. Um, thank you so much for your, for your time. It is an early morning for you to, to spend with us. Thank you so much for your time. We really enjoyed the chat with you. Uh, we, we coming close to our, our, our 45 minutes and actually fact, we over 45 minutes already. Really enjoyed the time chatting with you. Any any closing thoughts or remarks or anything that's that's relevant to our community here in South Africa or anybody else listening? Well, I imagine that you know it's, it, that your audience isn't as familiar with us, and so I think that a podcast like this that you're doing is great. I hope that I've been able to share a little bit about about you know our company and what makes us a little bit unique in the industry. So um, I would just like to say. Um, you know, again, I hope I've conveyed that we're, our, our goal is that our user base, um, the people who find us uh, come to really engage with us in an authentic and kind of organic way. So, um, 
you know, take advantage of all of the, all the things we put out there that we've talked about and, uh, and uh, really have fun. That's, that's, that's my final point. Definitely. Yeah. No, no, we appreciate that. I, I think it's a very important part is I think that is very authentic and it definitely does resonate with any of the dealings that, that we've had with uh, inductive automation so far. So cool. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Um, Lenny, any, anything else from your side? No, I think I'm good. Thanks, Jack. I think I, I stole your line there for the Which line was that? for the 8.1 question. <laughs> so, so you can steal my normal line and uh, end up with our... Okay, so <laughs> so uh, as, as we say goodbye to Colby, um, as always, if there's any other suggestions or topics or things that you would like to hear and, and like us to cover on the podcast, um, I know that chatting with, with Colby and specifically getting a bit of a, an inside view of, of inductive automation was definitely one of those topics that was requested. If you have any other topics or suggestions for, for Lenny and I to, to cover on the podcast, please let us know at podcast at element8.co.za. What we're going to be doing next week is we're going to kick off a, we inadvertently, we had this IIoT kind of series that wasn't really planned that sort of just, just naturally, naturally happened over the last few weeks. Starting next week, we, we want to kick off a bit of a legend series um, and we're going to be sure to reconnect with some folks that have in South African terms, at least, um, really legends in our industry um, that, that's, that kicked off very much the whole HMI and SCADA, SCADA community in South Africa many, many, many years ago. And we're going to, we're going to have a series of, of podcasts with some of, some of them and we're going to kick that off next week. But again, if you have any other suggestions and topics for us to cover, please let us know at podcast at element8.co.zn. Thank you very much for the support and thank you for listening. Colby, thank you again for your time. We're really grateful to have spoken with you this morning. Love chatting with you and, uh, and good luck for the rest of your day. That's only starting now. Thank you so much. It's been really, really a lot of fun. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Colby. Cool. Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and stay safe and look after each other. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye.